Hello and welcome to Women of Substance. Today I have a very special guest from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and her name is Wally Daniels, and she's the wife of Dr. Bob Daniels, and they uh, she's a registered nurse, and they have a practice in Tulsa and have for years. And uh, what a wonderful Christian couple! It was just so exciting to us to get to talk to Wally, and of course Bob's in the background. You'll see that. But anyway, um, she was telling us so many interesting facts about her life, um, what they're doing right now for the Lord, and then what they've done in the past. And I mean, it will surprise you to say she was 15 and just been going full force for the Lord. Uh, God has really used her in music. She's a beautiful vocalist, and she has sung in Brazil, in India, all over the world. And uh, she actually turned down a lot of secular um, uh, opportunities, like uh for a Grammy award, she was nominated. And then also uh, uh, she was asked to be on Hee Haw and some some other uh, country music uh, uh, venues. And she really felt like that she needed to sing for the Lord. So she uh, has done that and just ministered beautifully. She ministered with Corey Ten Boone um, and uh, just a lot of people that we would recognize and know from our past. So I can't wait for you to hear her. She's so inspiring and so full of life. And uh, so if you know uh, someone that needs to hear this, and maybe they know Wally, then let them know about the podcast. Call them up and tell them to watch it. I know you'll be blessed. Well, hello, and welcome to Women of Substance today. We have a very special guest, and this is Wally Daniels, our good friend, right? Yes. <laughs> For years. <laughs> and we're so excited to have you, Wally. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I believe that, yes. We've uh, we had the opportunity, well, it's been a little while ago, to have uh, lunch with you and your wonderful husband, Bob, and we had so much fun. <laughs> I think oh, we always, <laughs> always, always. <laughs> Better to be with the people of God, and uh, I've known David for decades. Yes, <laughs> amazing. How did we get here? You know, it's a miracle <laughs> that we're still here. <laughs> oh my. Well, we're just delighted, and uh, we thank God for your. Uh, testimony for your love for God and years and years of serving him in so many ways. And uh, so we'll just start from the beginning. I mean, I read a little bit of your testimony that said you were saved when you were 15, I guess. Yes. Uh, Let me get settled in here and get comfortable. Oh, what a great time even uh, writing out that testimony. Uh, It's and yet it's like it was yesterday, honestly, for the believer. It's when we pass from death to life yeah. and the whole world changes when you meet Jesus. And I was from, you know, an unchurched background and always had a God hunger. I look back and I, I mean, it was just, I just desired him, but had no idea that it was possible to have a personal relationship with God. That concept is so huge. I can't imagine anyone in their right mind not running after it yeah. when, when you hear it. And that's 
Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Praise God. And that was in a Baptist church, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. A Baptist church. Um, uh, I, I've had many, I guess, experiences in the body of Christ with just historically love that my life has been during this period of church history. So we were right at the peak of the charismatic movement was, was beginning. The mm -hmm. Jesus movement was, was happening. Um, of course, the hippie movement, the devil was out there doing his thing. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, so I was exploring and just really searching. I was only 15, but mm -hmm. I was a little bit more mature than, than others because my parents had divorced. And I had moved from Chicago, like Chicago suburbs, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was a culture shock. And, uh, the Bible, the buckle of the Bible. The buckle. <laughs> and I, I'd grown up in a Catholic neighborhood. And everybody was Catholic. There were only a handful of us that, mm -hmm. that were Protestants. And they got to all march off down to catechism every Wednesday while we drew on the board. <laughs> the Protestants got to have fun in school while they were being taught. But I just didn't see, I didn't see any uh, real impact. Uh, with the faith that I was exposed to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Lord has a way of, of changing everything. <laughs> he does draw us, doesn't he? Oh, and yeah. you said that there, it just seemed like waves of his spirit were coming over you while the uh, young men were giving their testimony. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think that's so important for people to hear because sometimes you don't see God moving in somebody's life necessarily from an outward appearance, but you know that they're experiencing the spirit of God and uh, just have faith that God can deal with them, and get them born again and get them filled with the Holy Ghost and oh, yeah. where they need to be. You know, honestly, I just stumbled into this situation and went in to, to uh, make my parents happy and to, <laughs> you know, to get out of a, of, of a difficult situation being grounded with them indefinitely. And went, so I went in because I knew this was, you know, this was what had, had to happen. And, and, uh, but it was during the preaching. And honestly, I understood almost nothing that I was hearing except the testimonies. And think about how simple the gospel message was. I mean, these were just two young high school boys that could not carry an adult message. So they had look like their 30 minute time limit in half and, and just get up and just share the gospel. But this is what we got to remember. I mean, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. yes. It is spoken out. Then here comes Jesus. And as I heard this, I, I mean, I was flooded. It wasn't simple waves. It was so monumental that it was beyond anything I had ever experienced not even close i knew i knew i had found god right. no question i knew every yeah. word they were saying was right i didn't understand any but it didn't matter i just stood there and i'm telling you i was 15 so how much sin could i possibly had in my life honestly looking back not much but we're all sinners we are yes. before we and need of salvation oh, right yeah needed all of sin and come short of the glory and so i stood there and i felt like washed and cleansed i remember thinking i felt lighter 
physically <laughs> when I walked out of the building. I could not stop crying. And it's it's so funny. My my family jokes about my mom saying, now, listen, if you ever go into one of those churches and they ask you to walk the aisle, don't do it. Because my family <laughs> didn't want a bunch of fanatics. They did that. And the word saved was also fanatical. We didn't say saved, although we all believed in God and occasionally went to church. But it there just was not a living relationship with God. So yeah. that day, I'm telling you changed me forever i can i can refer back to it like that and i'm there greatest day of my life i mean greatest i wish everyone could have yes that mm-hmm. level of of conversion of yeah. experience of awakening and so it didn't matter what the cost that was it for me i mean i knew that night they gave me the best advice they said they handed me a bible and they said read this every day yeah. Go to church, of course, being Baptist, following believers' baptism, which is good. Which yeah. is good. And I did. I mean, I literally did anything I was told. So I went through the Baptist, getting grounded, wonderful, loving people, went through that period. But I knew there was more. I would take my questions into Sunday school and I'd say, why <laughs> did, why did, you, why was this? Why did he say greater works will you do? You know, and they, you yeah. know, oh, and so I just had too many questions. And understand, this was the also, I mean, the height of of the charismatic movement. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I reached out, and I mean, I I got the works pretty quick <laughs> within a year. Got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Oh man, so good. Here's a question. Uh, among other things, you have been um, and are a professional singer for most of your adult life. Uh, How has God used your talent uh, and musical ability, come closer, Scarlett, to open doors for you? You know, that has, no one has ever asked me that question. And (laughs) it's so obvious. Um, Number one, I think, that if if I'm thinking of the younger women that may be out there mm-hmm. listening, um, give your talents to God. Surrender whatever you have. He mm-hmm. takes what you have, and if you feel insecure and and not well enough equipped, just go with it, and He will increase, increase and do as He pleases. He has designated purposes for what He has planted into our lives. But we have to develop them. And it takes a step of faith every single time. So what did it do? Honestly, everything. When you say opening doors, yeah, it opened every door. My husband's over here. What are you thinking? I mean, from the very <laughs> beginning, from the very beginning, um, I can thank so many people. What? Go ahead. What? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Um, he would use it to direct my path. He would speak to me. I mean, speak to me in my heart, seeing it such and such. And I'd do it. I mean, like the door would open that next week. I'd be asked, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this. So I would walk in it. And then that would open another door. I mean, like a significant door, even to the point of meeting Bob, where I was studying finals in nursing. And the Lord speaks to my heart and says, seeing Stephanie Busadas, I mean, specifically, Stephanie Busadas, take courage. 
at the nursing program Gridiron, which was an end of the year program, it didn't fit at all. Right. <laughs> Overall, I mean, are you kidding? A major gospel piece around, a, it was like a comic relief thing. And also, I went to a secular Tulsa school. So medical people can be kind of crude, to say the least. So I told my friends, Lord spoke to me that I'm supposed to do this. And they were like, wow, we're going with you. They thought I was going to get tomatoes. I mean, seriously, they were there to support me no matter what. Rotten tomatoes. Huh? I mean, rotten tomatoes. The next week at church, see, this was Stephanie's first album she recorded. I knew Stephanie before she even recorded, you know? Mm. I mean, I've been around a minute. Stephanie walks up to me at church. Hey, Wally, I just recorded an album. If you need anything off, if you need any tracks, let me know. This was before we knew what tracks were. Okay. Mm-hmm. Said, so, as a matter of fact, did you record Take Courage? Yeah. Gave it to me the next week. I walked in there and I asked, can I sing a song? And they were like, sure. <laughs> so I walk on this big stage spotlight. Honestly, I sat down in a chair. Can I have a chair? I sat down, gave just two little words and sang and got up and walked off. I had obeyed God, right? I just graciously walked off. They said, go back, go back. Are you ready? Standing ovation. People were yelling. You could hear people. Oh, this place was packed. Mm. And it was a major gospel. Oh, hallelujah. And they, oh my gosh, by the Holy Ghost. And here's the amazing side note. In the back was a physician, um, an extern. So he wasn't licensed yet. So he was a student. His wife was a student in our nursing program. He heard me sing the next year. I had accepted um, the invitation from the Living Sound. I was to leave with them that winter. Jerry Law. And and so I was charge nurse, young charge nurse on a floor at Osteopathic Hospital in Tulsa. And this doctor saw me and he was infatuated with my voice. Okay. Mm -hmm. It really stuck with him. You know how people, you know, and so he, He kept following me around and we'd talk. And so he found Bob. Bob was one of two interns in the hospital that were single. And he was called um, the Reverend Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. that. (laughs) And it wasn't a compliment. I'm going to call him that. Because he believed in Or Roberts. He prayed for the sick. He he was himself and such a gracious man, my husband always was. Yes. Did say it out of respect, honestly. And I was curious, who is this guy? But that doc found Bobby and said, There's a girl I want you to meet. Uh I'm four south. What did he say? She she's religious. <laughs> a couple of other physical details that we won't go into. <laughs> that lovely curly hair. No. <laughs> and and she can sing. Okay. So Bob came up to meet me because he was curious about the religious thing. Okay, is she Jehovah Witness? Is she a Mormon? We gotta we gotta figure this out real quick. What kind of religion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not always a good thing. I was. <laughs> this is a true story. I am standing there. I had accepted the floor that I worked on because it was so difficult. No full time staff would would take the job. Mm. And I just felt such compassion for these people. So they called it every class four patient at that time, which was overflow from all the difficult floors. So mm. there was a high volume of noise, always people screaming, 
people falling out of beds. I mean, it was really labor intensive. Mm. So I am standing there as charge nurse. And unlike this, this point uh, where the two floors meet and Bob walks up, I didn't see him with my eyes. I just, somebody's just walking up. And I said, this is a miracle. He looks at me and he goes, I believe in miracles. And I said, that got my attention, <laughs> you know, because there were just few really like Christians, active Christians. It was so quiet. And I looked at him and I said, and he said, I believe in miracles. And I said, I do too. And there was such a calm on the place. It had never happened before. My husband walked on and there came the spirit of God, the peace of God. I mean, it filled the place. God mm-hmm. was, was, this was a divine appointment that occurred. So mm-hmm. he followed me around. He thought I was cracking jokes. He thought my name was hilarious. I wasn't. I was serious. <laughs> you know? And he's like, where did you get that name? Wally. And I said, and I was doing, was writing nurse's notes. I said, my father's name was Waldo. So this is my nickname. And he laughed. Is that wouldn't be funny? Said a few other things. So he calls me up on the phone. Oh, you're going to, this is, this is, what a line. Um, is this Wally? Yes. Well, being charge nurse, I got all the complaints. This is Dr. Daniel. I was there just a few minutes ago um, to, uh, and we met. Yes. And he said, I have a question. Do you have a well of living water in you? (laughs) I go, well, as a matter of fact, I do. He said, great. Do you speak in tongues? He's just going to cut through. Amen. Like a real Pentecostal. (laughs) You know, I go, I go. Well, yes, I do. He goes, great. I'd like to take you out to dinner. (laughs) That's great. Those were the qualifications. (laughs) Let's just not mess around. And we didn't. Long story short, this I would not recommend to anybody, but through a series of events, parents in agreement, my church, I went to the biggest charismatic church at that time. Not word of faith, charismatic. It was wonderful. We had all the greats came through. But the divorce rate at ORU was starting to rise, and they were worried about it. So there were a lot of ORU professors in that church, and they instituted a new rule that they required one year of counseling before they would marry anyone. And I had been in that church for years. Bob and I could, that was just not a reasonable request. He went in, and we wanted to wait six months. Anyway, sort of with our parents' blessing, we were engaged in two weeks and married in six, and we had our 45th wedding anniversary this month. And oh, I think it's going to last. That's <laughs> wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Married in six. Supernatural. Did mm. God use open doors with my music in every single way. I, I, was, I was offered a, a full-ride scholarship to go to ORU with, you know, to be in world action singers, which I did not take because I had my RN. I, um, it opened doors professionally. When I sang country music, that's a part of who I am. I've, I've got, you know, we're culturally, we got a lot of styles in my heart and that was an opportunity and it was just a wonderful experience. Nothing negative. Um, doors I've sung all over, you know, um, in Tulsa area with with the church and met so many people and um i would i would oh 
And in the profession, in our osteopathic profession, we had a, 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 a few years, like a, a season of giving back and getting very active. We didn't intend it to be political, but it was because, as we know, this, you know, our world needs this. So God was strategically placing us where we could be used in that realm. And um, people spent decades climbing, climbing uh, and, and, you know, making inroads. They asked me to sing, and I sang the Lord's Prayer a cappello, mm. an Indian with a Cherokee Indian signing, and people began weeping. People oh. began crying. Their mm. voice, it was, <laughs> we're talking Muslims, Hindus, Jews, the president of, now understand, the most people know the AMA, the American Medical Association, well, the AOA is the American Osteopathic, and we are a large percentage of the GNP now. What percentage, honey, would you say of the 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 U.S. twenty percent of wow. U.S. physicians is the osteopathic person? That's wonderful. The ghost opened this door. The next thing you know, we're invited to the very most elite and highest level of a uh, of a. Uh, of the the political strata and they listened and we were promoted and we became state board presidents bob and i at the same time i was invited onto the national board they asked me to sing more standing ovations mm. the, um, it happened twice i mean fantastic it's an example of how god can use you yeah and, and because what they they I went in, um, you know, as Christians, this is who we are. This is our identity. We are not to hide it under a bushel. We're not to be obnoxious. We're to be ourselves. And, you know, we believe strongly in grace and accepting people and loving people as they are and integrating in and not judging people. He wants us to be out where the people are. Among the people. Yes, amen. Been for souls from the very beginning. I was a soul winner from the day I got saved. My entire family got saved. And I became the prayer group leader in high school, which was a a class, which was a big deal. It was like our class was 700 people. Our high school was huge. And we like met monthly. This was when, um, you know, the Supreme Court rulings had had closed down prayer schools. I held revivals. I brought in the best. I look back at this. And you know what, Scarlett? I thought I was just a kid. And I thought, you know, we need the best in here. So I got the best elders, teachers, preachers, singers. I mean, I brought them into. I mean, I was just bald. I'd call them up. This is Wally Daniel. And I would like to book you for blah, 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 blah. And they came. No one come. We had the best. So this thing packed out. And it was before school twice a week. Standing room only. To this day, I'm a part of a high school group, and I'm like the pastor of the high school group. Mm. But our high school was blessed in that Dave Rader, I don't remember him, but he was TU football coach, D1 football coach, uh, a senator now, many preachers, Mm. many, many, many preachers, and many full gospel and denominational preachers. So we had a huge, Tom Harrison, Tom Harrison, who was pastor of, of a major Methodist church in Tulsa came out of my came out of that group I mean, wow. all these um my boyfriend who preached at that time we we dated for a couple of years we 
there's we had different callings. I was not called to be a Baptist preacher's wife. <laughs> I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and there was no, that was the direction for me. And anyway, um, he went on to to be to, at the national level and to be over thirteen hundred churches. Wow! wow. Praise God. It's mm-hmm. all about souls. I went on and got my RN, married a physician, and what did we do with it? We took it to the world. Did I use my music? Of course. Did I use it for Living Sound? Living Sound's music opened the doors everywhere. I saw that model as a young person. Mm-hmm. I, Terry Law came into our church, to our TCF, the Charismatic Church, often. I mean, I got to where I could tell his jokes. He'd start one, and we'd all of us <laughs> would tell the <laughs> <laughs> he, need, he needed some new material, but we loved it all. <laughs> but what did he do? He took he he took the the musicians in, and it opened the doors into the communist countries at the time. Oh, Red China, mm. um, I mean worldwide travel. So I developed a passion for I mean a great passion for the lost. I mean the lost. And so here I end up going with Bobby, and it was a huge decision to not go with Living Sound because that had. That had been um, um, what kept me going through nursing. Mm-hmm. When I auditioned, I didn't even have the nerve to audition for Living Sound. I had gotten a the top solo in our in our uh, Easter program. This is so dear. This is just a little sidebar. Stephanie Busada was in it. Major major musicians were there, and they were all older than me. And one night at choir, Stephanie looks at me, and this was the Alleluia, Bill Gaither's Alleluia. Yeah. And you know what they did? They made an album. I'm talking an LP. They recorded. <laughs> and so all this talent came together in an orchestra. And uh, one night, Stephanie, she was in another section. She says, Hey, Wally, I got to talk to you right after practice. The Lord spoke to me last night. I got to tell you. I go, Great couldn't wait and then he started giving out um solos and he says wally dan wally smith uh wally i want you to sing uh god gave the song and that was like the coveted solo i didn't give it a thought mm-hmm. and, and by the way i never did that i never ever for those with talents if you're called to preach teach sing whatever it is never ever yield to being that cutthroat person that gets in there and has to force their way in the flesh. God will use you as he wants. Yeah. If he wants you singing, he'll have you singing. If he wants you preaching, be ready. Yeah. Be obedient. Sure. Um, you know, uh, strengthen your wobbly knees because he'll hold you up and he's going to do it, but never, never try to do it in the flesh. There's no reason. That's so, so good. You know, and so I'm sitting there in the last one next and he says, so, Wally, I want you to sing God. And Stephanie over there, that's it. He told me last night in bed. And I thought, how dear of the Lord. Stephanie was like my hero music. I mean, she sure. was gold standard. And Patty Roberts. Yes. There were a few others. Evie, there were a few others. But Stephanie, for sure. Yeah. And it was just a different level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and, um, and I thought, how great is the Lord to tell her up front, for some reason, he wants me to do it. Oh, you know, I never looked at it as talent or more talent. None of that. God puts you where he wants mm-hmm. you. That was just such an incredible blessing. 
You know, uh, Wally, that uh, kind of segues into the next question uh, that I have. Just I, I know we could talk for hours uh, about this, just this next part. But uh, you mentioned souls being, you know, the number one priority, of course, yeah. from the Great yeah. Commission. And uh, God puts that in our heart. We don't have to be like browbeat into that. Um, no. But um, you and Dr. Bobby both have traveled, as you mentioned, extent, extensively throughout the nations. And but um, not only in concerts and that sort of thing, but conducting actual uh, oh, yeah. open air miracle crusades. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the those crusades and the miracles that you've witnessed in those? Oh, settings? What a pleasure. This is so much fun. <laughs> um, honestly. The music is so secondary to me. I, I believe that the Lord used it just as a calling yeah. card and just, just for him, for him, you know, and it, and it, and it, and people enjoy it. It's a blessing. It's anointed, but nothing is more important than one soul, yeah. than all the souls we can possibly win. I, I believe that the church misses it often mm. forgetting the purpose. Yeah that, yeah, that that our word of faith foundation that is so crucial that that I cannot live a day without. I mean, right. I don't want anyone touching my faith. It is the most precious thing I have. For what purpose? For others, yeah. for souls, to usher people into the kingdom. So Bob and I, when we met, and and you know our our, our brief courtship and all that, I honestly believe it was because the Lord just wanted us out there. We were in agreement. We were ready to go. We were on the mission field. How many months? Within three months. I mean, it was just go with what you got. Uh, (laughs) Good old Buddy Harrison and Patsy Harrison hooked us up with Terry Mize. And Bob Bob spent like the next five years. We did. But Bob, when we look back at it, it was just like mentoring. You know, you're going, you're learning. Um, We started Bible. Anything that we knew to do, we started. We held Bible studies in the house. We Whatever. And we started with the fives, the tens, the fifteens, and uh, uh, here's a good testimony, uh, a quick one. How, finally, Bob said, "You know, um, I really don't want to go into churches. I want to be. I want to reach the masses." He sat around and he just visualized himself preaching to large yeah. groups to crusade, <laughs> just just working that in his spirit. You know what we did? True story. He said, "You know, I." Honey, we want to go to the world, right? We don't know where to begin. Let's go up to my office. We we prayed. We looked at the globe, and we gave it a spin. And he goes, "Wherever my finger lands, we're gonna we're booking tickets and we're going." This true story. Goes, Amen. Oh, boom. Okay. What is it? Okay. I'm like, man, this could be Antarctica. This could be tough. <laughs> Delice, what was it? Delicious, Mexico. We didn't know a single person. Not one. We bought tickets. We booked the tickets, and by the way, we self-funded the entire way. Mm-hmm. We never raised money. It was it was just us and Jesus the whole way. It was the best, zero regrets. We didn't promote. Um, I'm not against any of those things. Of it's course. just this is the way it worked for us. It was just we want to go, we want to do, Lord, you lead, and we're going to go. Because even as doctor and nurse, People kind of it didn't. People didn't understand that always, sir. And mm-hmm. ministers didn't. Sometimes they think you're a doctor, or nurse. You need to support us. What are you doing? You don't need to go do this yourself. Bobby said, and I think I, I even put in that testimony. I had a 
direct call. I remember when the Lord gave me a call. He didn't. He always says, I never had a call. I had a command. Go ye into all the world and preach. Yeah. Right. Not right. if you are a doctor, you need to stay mm -hmm. Not if you are ordained or not. Mm -hmm. Go ye. We've all, we've all, the great commission isn't the great commission. It's a command. So a week later, patients came into our office and they were Hispanic. And Bobby said, oh, I'm going to preach in Delicias, Mexico. Next month, she goes, really? Who are you hooked up with? My brother-in-law's there. I need to get you two in touch. We did. We held meetings. We met him. That was our content. And it began. So did you literally see uh, the, the, the blind see, the deaf hear, and the lame walk? And then with the one-on-one, -on -one, and then T.L. Osborne became the, the model for our lives. Yes. And the crowds grew to hundred thousands at a time. Yeah. We, we ended up. And just stayed at that level of probably a couple decades um, in India. Um, everything. Um, high points. What? Miracles, of course. But one one single meeting, 22 blind eyes. Praise God. Blind people walked up on the platform. Mm -hmm. I mean, people brought in wheelbarrows that had been deformed from life. Uh -huh. Walking up on the platform. Yes. Death mutes healed mm -hmm. in one five-day meeting i mean it's incredible and that's all and that's all we knew because yeah. that's all that came up to to testify literally i i've thought i'm sure it's been written but mine eyes have seen the glory so many times i've been delivered no, so many things i uh i've received i mean whatever we need he gives us Amen. we need healing we're healed we yeah. need finances he provides i'm to a place in my life where i really don't worry about almost anything anymore because he's got it. He's proven yeah. himself so many times. So the miracles, oh my gosh, nothing better, you know? And, the Lord. And, and we're nothing special. He told us all to go into the world, yeah, preach the gospel, and these signs mm -hmm. would follow them that believe. Yeah, yes. And I think that the, yeah. the, the thing that we were all influenced by, uh, by Brother Osborne was that the gospel is enough. The gospel will produce the miracles you don't have to have, like you said, you don't have to have a special calling, no special anointing. No. Uh, sometimes you pray that prayer on a platform like that, as I have done as well. And uh, you don't feel anything. You think, oh, Lord, <laughs> this better work because I feel like I want to go to the hotel <laughs> and sleep off some of this jet lag is what I'm feeling. Praise God. Or you so feel your worst. You feel your worst. <laughs> True. So you just, if you think, okay, can I, do I have enough brain cells left to remember the story, the, the gospel package? And if you can deliver that, I mean, God does the work and you're just standing there going, I'm just kind of the MC with the microphone. That's it. True. Yeah, perfect. That really is. And you know what? That will help so many people to go and to be confident. Our confidence is in him. Not, yeah. us. not us. How how long we prayed before the meeting or what? whatever. Right. Oh, oh, people used to always ask Bob that we worked full time. We got on a plane on Friday night and they'd say, how, how much intercession went into this meeting? And he'd say, well, I just call mama to pray before we left. <laughs> and we'd yes. go and we'd listen to the word. We'd refresh ourselves. Honestly, we always, we always prayed that we would decrease and he would increase. I, I would not be seen. I don't care to be seen. Why do I need to be seen? Praise if God. I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto to me. 
It's him. Yeah. Uh, we can't get a sick cat healed. We're medical people. We know the limitations of the natural. Yeah. And the and the and and God's supernatural healing power Amen. is limitless. Thank you. Will you pray um, for our audience for people? You know, they might be saying, well, I've wanted to go, but I just, maybe I don't have the courage or, you know, I've, I've been inspired, but, you know, I need I need you to pray for me or however else you feel led to pray. You know, would you do that for us now? Thank Lord, you. I pray that the words that were spoken here today will reach those that you are speaking to. And I know you are speaking to every hearer out there today. Mm. I pray they will be careful how they hear and that they that your sheep will hear your voice and that they will be inspired to go into all the world and preach mm. the gospel and to dream dreams mm. way beyond anything they've ever imagined. Because if I can do it if Scarlett can do it, if Bobby and David can do it. Lord, I would consider myself the least of the least. A little girl from Tulsa, Oklahoma, saved in a Baptist church. And then what you did just because I answered the call, I went. They don't need a special invitation. They've already been given it. Yeah. And Lord, call, just, just place that in their hearts and bless them exceeding abundantly above what they could think or ask as they step out and begin to go take the world for Jesus yes. and reach the unreached. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. So good. And there's so much more we could talk about. So we're going to have to do this again. Incredible women of faith. <laughs> I know the name women of substance. I just <laughs> being silly. <laughs> we can put a wig on Bob. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, good to see you guys. And what a pleasure. To, to speak to your audience today. Oh, well, thank you. you and I just believe for a lot of fruit, for great fruit. And yes. out of this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, it was wonderful, wasn't it? Oh, I, I well, we could have gone another hour, I think, uh, and heard the stories and yeah. the testimonies. And uh, um, Dr. Bob, uh, is an example of, again, he's a businessman. He's, uh, 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 and with his wife, Wally, you know, they've built a, a wonderful, uh, medical practice and, and weight loss clinic and all that there in Tulsa and been such a blessing to so many in, in just in a natural, a natural way. Sure. And, but at the same time, uh, a, uh, really a lifelong career of preaching the gospel mm -hmm. to the nations and, um, you know, seeing the, the miracles again, just following the model of what Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You don't have to be a professional mm -hmm. minister. That's right. Um, to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, look at the ministry of Stephen in the Bible and, yeah. and just a man full of faith and power. And you can be a man or a woman who are watching today um, 
uh, 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 full of faith and power. Yes. <laughs> and absolutely. go and do the works of Christ. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Yes. Well, until next time, we hope that uh, this podcast inspires you to get out, tell somebody about the Lord and, and uh, tell them the good news of the gospel. And then um, I just believe you'll see the Lord work on their behalf and, and help them in every way. Um, David and I sure appreciate you listening. And, and if this has touched you or you know somebody that needs to hear this podcast with Wally, tell them about it. Tell them how they can get online and get it and listen to it and let them be inspired as well. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.